everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. I'm here today with Chris Ford. He is a PSW in the field for 17 years. You just said, Chris, 17 years. Started recording. Yeah. A long time. So we're really happy to have him here today. Um, he's known for his TikToks and, you know, kind of <laughs> making the profession a little bit lighter and, you know, it's stuff that we all really enjoy. So thank you for being here with me, Chris. We really appreciate no it. So thank you for having me. Anytime. Just to kind of start it off, how did you even get into this field? What drew you into being a PSW in the first place? Well, I have no more grand. Well, I mean, I have one grandparent that's alive, and then I had a grandfather that was alive, and I just really enjoyed the time that I spent with him. And uh, before he passed on, um, I just loved interacting with elderly and seniors. And uh, I knew back in high school, I did a placement at one of the local long-term care facilities uh, at, in grade 12. So it was either um, becoming a chef or into nursing. Uh, I went in the direction of the culinary field. Um, and then it, the nursing field just drew me back. And my mom is a fellow personal support worker and I just got into the field and, you know, 17 year, years later, I'm still enjoying what I do. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And how do you stay in for 17 years? Like that's a long time to be in this career, I would say. And a lot of people come in as like a second career and they leave kind of quickly as well. But, you know, a lot of people do stay. And I just want to know what keeps you going, what keeps you staying here? Because, you know, it is a tough, a tough field at times. The, the reaction of, of my residents, um, I mean, I, they remember who I am and it's just the bedside care that I give. And I just, that just keeps drawing me back because it's like, they, they, even though they have Alzheimer's and dementia with the floor that I'm on, they say thank you and they remember me. And it's just like that it, it touches, it, it touches a place like as you, as a person knowing that like you're actually helping someone and uh, it, you know, these residents deserve the best care. And I mean, with my TikToks and promoting being a PSW through, you know, Ontario and with our president Miranda, I just keep saying we need to advocate for our seniors and, and elderly that uh, they deserve the best care possible. So I just keep coming back to knowing that, you know, I'm actually making a difference in the field. Yeah. I think that that's, that's like a common ground. I think a lot of us are on too, because I've asked people in the past, like, what keeps you here? What keeps you going? Why did you want to do this? And a lot of us, I find it's because of the fulfillment we get from our jobs and those like organic interactions that you get with residents and clients that you really can't get anywhere else. And I find for myself, like that's what's drawn me into the field and kept me here. Um, I'm only here for seven years. So you have a whole decade on me, but like, I, I totally agree that, you know, it's those, those moments that we have those clicking moments that we have. Um, what sector are you in now? And have you worked in different sectors in the past and why are you here now kind of thing? Well, I, when I first started, I did home care for two years. I worked with the gentleman with ALS um, mm -hmm. and then he had passed on. And then I moved into, I did community care. Um, I work with individuals uh, with Down syndrome uh, in a group home setting. Um, and then I got into long-term care and then I just stuck with long-term care. So I mean, into the field, like I've been in every aspect, uh, working with individuals, yeah. um, with uh, 
different degrees, but long-term care was more of my favorite. And I always wanted to be working with Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know that, you know, being funny and interacting because that's who I am. That's my personality. And um, I just can be a perfect fit um, because I mean, I just, you know what I mean? It, it, working with people with Alzheimer's and that you have to have a sense of humor. You have to be able to just, you know, brush things off sometimes and just chuckle and laugh. Yeah. Um, you can't be serious because you, you, there's certain things that you'll see and certain things that will come out that you'll be like, oh, okay. But then you just laugh about it going, well, you know, it's, it, they don't really re understand what they're saying. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's, and coming from a male aspect in the nursing field, I've been propositioned so many times. It's just kind of funny. And that's why, you know, I mean, when people are like, well, what do you do? Because you you bathe female residents and do you go through any problems? And it's like, no, I haven't had any problems because it's it's the tone of my voice and the way I interact with them that I just, I can respond to them and they respond back to me. So the, the biggest thing with being a PSW as a male is respecting their boundaries and respecting them, right? Because it's their home that I'm working in. And I always keep saying that it's, we're a guest in their home. Um, We are there for them. Um, They are not here for us. So that's how I use that. Well said. And that's also like another thing I kind of want to pick out for a second here. Like, has there been any struggles being a male in this, let's just say it female dominated profession. And I know a lot of you know, female residents or, or clients, like they're a little bit apprehensive to receiving care from a male. And unfortunately that's just kind of how it is right now, but how have you kind of dealt with that? And I know you said like humor and the tone of your voice and things like that, but is there any piece of advice that you could give maybe our new male um, PSW workers or those who identify as male PSW workers? Um, any advice? Listen, the biggest advice I, I could use is listen to what they're saying. They're still human beings, even though they, they suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's, you have to listen to them, right? Um, and they will have boundaries as, as well. And, and that's over the years, I, I just listen to what they say. So if they say, okay, you know, stop or the reaction on their face, then I'll say, okay, are you comfortable with me giving you care? And I mean, if they say no, I say, I, I can get a female staff member and uh, we can switch off that if, that if this is interactions bothering you. So I always ask, even though, and sometimes, you know, they'll be like, mm, you can tell right away when I come into the room, they'll be like, and I'll be like, okay, no problem. You know, I'm going to go. And then some will be like, yeah, no problem. I mean, and then you just interact and do care on them. It's, it's a tone of your voice and the, and the way you give care. Um, I always give care as, as if it was my own mom that was there or my own dad that was there. Um, because these are people's families and I always use that in my TikToks and I always use that on my, on my Facebook pages is this is someone's family member. This is someone's mother and father that we're taking care of. So how would you take care of your own mom and, and your own dad? I know that I would lay the red carpet out for my stepdad, my stepmom, my mom and dad. So these people, I lay the red carpet out anything. So. Yeah. That's a great way of thinking about it too. And I think <clears throat> so like a good takeaway would be, don't take it personal if someone doesn't necessarily feel okay enough to get let a male give them care, <clears throat> which again is like a huge thing within the field. And also like we do need more male PSWs in the field because it is just useful and it's nice to have other 
you know, male residents, male clients, like it's just a nice, I don't know, dynamic that that can happen once we have a little bit more diversity in the field. Um, so I know I asked you about like what sector you're in and, and I know we've kind of touched on why you're there, but long-term care is very, very hard. <clears throat> and I know that there's a lot of work involved, a lot of bedside work. And I know that that's the same pretty much across the board for any PSW sector at this time. But what would you say to those people who are feeling a little burnt out in this sector, like in long-term care? On a how to to deal with with the field. Yeah, like how would you deal with burnout within the field? And I know that long term care, the burnout is pretty strong. I promote self care all the time. Like I do a lot of things for myself. Um, I know that what I'm doing is my job, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm like I I used to bring my work home um, for years, probably like two to f- probably like five years. I was into the business of long-term care like I would bring the work home and I would you know sit in my truck and cry and you know curl myself up downstairs and and you know um I can't do this like it's heartbreaking but then I realized like um self-care this we're in the field of nursing we're here to take care of people so at the end of the day I always promote self-care like take care of yourself and and your mind and your physical body and and you're able to do the job and you have to leave everything at the door as soon as you swipe out you know I can't worry what's going to happen on my days off I I just can't I I gotta you gotta be able to have to tune it out and I know it's hard for somebody to do that but that's the only way that you're going to survive in this field is you have to cut it off as soon as you're done and then realize that your next shift Okay, so I'm I'm either depends if you have a family. I have a family and children, so I devote all my my time to them when I'm off and my children. And then self-care is like doing things that make you happy, like going to the gym or going for a walk. Um, I know during my sessions when I, I do full full-time midnights now, but when I used to do days and evenings, is I would take a walk on my break, right? I would get away from the building. And put my headphones in, go for a walk, right? Grab a coffee. And then I would be able to go back to the floor and realize, okay, like I'm good now. So self-care is huge. Um, Kind of implementing that even on your break is huge, you know? Just to, yeah. And I wish like more companies would offer like gym memberships. That was another thing that I I presented, you know, to our company that I work for is, you know, maybe discounts off gym memberships that you might get people that are in our field to start using the gym, you know, start taking care of yourself. Because when we take care of ourselves, we're more positive to be able to take individuals to support the individuals that we're taking care of. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I've kind of even looked into a little bit more too, because you kind of get lost with that stuff as well. And I notice, especially like with PSLUs or healthcare workers, or even just a lot of people in general, you're used to being like present for other people because it's literally your job. And then you almost lose that sense of like, Oh, I should have, you know, went for a run today or went to work out today or did this or do that. And then all of a sudden it builds, you know what I mean? And I find in the field it builds and that's probably a big contributor to burnout as well is that you're, you're just so used to pouring it all out for everybody else that your cup's empty when it comes to yourself. I, I did actually went TikTok and I said that I said, like, I made a, a scenario of like the cup is full and then you have to, 
you know, you're giving to management and you're giving to your coworkers and then you're giving to the residents that you support. And by the time that the, at the end of the day, you only have that smidgen of water that's left. Yeah. That smidgen of water is for you. And I said, you know, is if there's no more water left, that's burnout, right? If there's no, yeah. nothing left in that cup, that's burnout. That you're, you're, you're done. You have nothing left to give. You also have to give yourself something as well. I mean, what's the purpose of why we're doing this job is to support individuals, but you also have to take care of yourself. So that little sliver of water that's left in that cup, use for yourself. And, and, and don't think it's that, you know, it's selfish because people have said that too, like I worked with over the years, they're like, well, I'm kind of selfish. I'm like, well, not really. You're not selfish. Do you give to your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, your kids, your coworkers, management, family, friends, right? You're, you're giving because we're, that's the nature of what, how, who we are, but are you really taking care of yourself? And you got to remember that that little sliver is for yourself. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. That's big time. And it's hard to even learn that. I find that all of us still continuously are learning or trying to grasp the same lesson as we go on in life. Even people in the field that are a little bit older than myself, like the self-care component is really untapped sometimes. And it's really interesting to kind of even see how that plays out long-term on your body physically and your mind mentally and all of that stuff. So that's really, that's interesting to kind of hear it from your perspective as well as a long-term care worker, you know, that you go out for walks on your break, you put your headphones in, do you listen to music or are you listening to podcasts? Like, you know, it's, it's totally up to you what you do in your break and you're utilizing it as a break. So I think that's really cool. That's really important. And I mean, this is so might be like a bit of a tough question, but if you could leave our viewers and any new PSWs with a piece of advice, what would it be? Stay true to yourself. We're in the job of, of empathy. I always, if I always said that if I was going to teach a PSW course and teach to become a PSW, it's empathy. You can't teach empathy. You either you care or you don't. You either are in it for these people that we support or you're just in it for the money. And it should be money second and first for the people that we're supporting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, we're in the field of, of taking care of people. You know what I mean? Like we, I always, every time I'm on duty, I always realize that I say, how would it feel that if I was laying in a bed at 86 years old, and I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't dress myself. I've just soiled myself. How would I feel? How would I react if someone were to come in and have to change me or feed me? I would, I would hope they would be like me, give them respect because these people deserve respect. I mean, that's the biggest word I would give to new people is respect these people because they're still human beings, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're in a vulnerable state. It's out of their out of their their control. Like I'm sure that when they were 30 and 40 or whatever, didn't think that this was going to happen to them, right? I always say that is tell new I always tell new PSWs and the older ones is like, I mean they they didn't want to be here. It, it, they didn't say, hey, you know what? You know when I become 80 years old, I'm going to learn land up in long term care, and this is what's going to happen to me, right? Yeah. You, you have to realize that they're in a vulnerable state 
and respect and empathy and caring. I mean, we're in the business. That's the business. If you don't care, I tell people you're in the wrong field. You shouldn't be in this field. If, if even in nursing or RNs or RPNs and like, if you have no caring side and you really don't care, you shouldn't be in this field. Like if you come on to duty and you're already in a peeved off mood and this field isn't for you. Yeah. Well said, well said. It comes out in your care too, right? If you're only there for 50% of it, then it comes out and people notice that. And so do your residents. And, and I always tell new PSWs too, it's okay to give extras. Like it, it's not an obligation, but I always do extra, right? I do, I go far and a little beyond for my residents and, and the home that I work at, you know what I mean? I'll pick up a mop and I'll clean, you know, if, if one of my residents has, you know, made a mess in their room, I, I don't go, well, where's the housekeeper? Like, I'll, no, no, no. I'll be like, Hey, I'll, I'll clean it up for you. I've got no problem cleaning it up for you. You know what I mean? Like, um, new PSWs need to realize that like, this is their home, right? So, I mean, respect their home. Like I'm always picking up a mop and making sure that, because I know my home is very clean. So, you know, I'm in their home, right? So. Yeah. Well said, well said. This was a nice conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with? Or I feel like we covered a lot of it, but. (laughs) I, I just hope that more, the, the field grows and, and knows how important we are. Like, um, yeah. support workers have, we, we, I'm not going to say bashed, but like we've been hit hard and, you know, in the nursing spectrum, you're, you know, I always hear that we're just, you know, you're just a bum wiper and, you know, professional, but we're more than that. And I, I wish more people would realize that we're so much more than, than just that. And that if, if we, could be a part of the nursing spectrum more people realize how important we are and you get more people in the field applying for these positions. I think the fact of that we've had such a negative part and people are like, Oh, well, I don't want to do that because you know, I've heard, and it's like, we need to start educating people more, you know what I mean? And, and start having teachers educate students and these homes and community care that, Hey, we're important. And, you know, we definitely I totally agree I I think that's wonderful and um yeah we're so much more than I think what we've been giving credit for in the past and we are really important I really hope um you know we continue moving forward in the field and you know getting that respect and recognition and you know all of the things that we need to do our job safely I hope that comes for us big time uh but Thank you so much for being here today and for talking and speaking with me and taking time on your day off to do all of this. So absolutely, I, really I, I just it. love advocating for our field. Like, like I say, I, I hope to do another 17 years and, and just retire from the field. And I know, I, I, I know that the passion I had in the field, uh, I'm able to do that. So mm-hmm. I, I just love what I do. You have to love what you do and enjoy when you go into work, because if you don't enjoy dealing with people and, and taking care of people than, you know, the nursing field. And I get that all the time too. It's, well, why don't you go back to school to become an RN? Or why don't you go back to school to become an RPN? And it's like, I'm content at what I do. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to change who I am. I, I'm doing this and I enjoy what I do, supporting individuals with Alzheimer's and dementia. So 
That's so true too. Yeah. Like if you like what you do, then you stay. And if you want to level up the skill and go somewhere else, like you do that, you know what I mean? But, but I know, yeah, it's not always a stepping stone career. And I think it's been marketed as that in the past. And it's like, no, like people are just content with the work that they do. And it's a fulfilling. And that's why like, I, I'm glad that like our president is advocating for us and like self-regulation and all that stuff because yes. once we become our own voice in our own body it becomes a professional healthcare spectrum right right now it's just like well you're just a personal support worker we're not just a personal support worker mm -hmm. we're more than just a personal support worker but then once we get our own like own body which we have and and self-regulation then we become well. We're prof we're professional. We're part of the professional healthcare spectrum, and you know, people might realize, well, yeah, these people are pretty important. Yeah, hopefully December twenty twenty three. That's all in place. I really hope so. Um, that's what we've been told. So my fingers, toes, and eyes are all yeah, crossed. I'm crossed too. <laughs> my fingers are crossed. Yeah, that would be great. Well, thank you for being here today, Chris, and and thank Absolutely. you for everybody who's listened, and you know. It's always nice listening to fellow PSWs and what they have to say. And I always walk away from these conversations feeling just that much better. So thank you so much for this. I really, I really Absolutely. do appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you all have a nice day and take care. Bye. Take care, Rachel. Bye.